Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Epic Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, Episode 6. I'm your host, Nelson Lugo. And I'm your other host, Nelson's friend, Mark. Oh, God, don't, please don't do that. You know, <laughs> I hate when you call yourself Mark around me. I know you do. I don't I'm, like it. I, I'm trying to be more authentic in 2013. What? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I'm not, I'm, I'm doing away with my stage name altogether. That's, see, it's why, gone. why is it, your, your, one of your New Year's resolutions was to not lie anymore. And you just said you wanted to be more authentic. I never said that was going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. That's well, maybe I was hoping. That I was. lied to my therapist tonight before we started recording. <laughs> Way to start off your therapy right, buddy. Right. Well, I guess. And then after that, I just made a little pile of money and I set it on fire because that's what lying to your therapist basically. Yeah, is. yeah. Basically, I mean, yeah. What, what, what happens is, you know, you're going to give her your money and then she's going to take your money whether you tell her the truth or not. So Well, it didn't it didn't play out quite. She she called me out on it. Oh. Yeah. Well, she's wow. She's yeah. very, well, she's definitely getting to know you then. Because only only now have I gotten to, to the point where I could feel comfortable calling you out on some questionable sketchy shit you say. So And I'm your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is episode six. Return of the Jedi. Well, I don't know. No, that's not the title of this. This is the one where we get green laser swords. (laughs) Is this is this where I come back inexplicably as a full Jedi without um, without any real training? And then I have a different. Right. You went into the desert of Tatooine and you just thought about it for a couple years. I thought about it for a little while and then I just I wear all black. Yeah, that's all it takes. Basically, the Johnny Cash of Star Wars. So wait, wait, wait. You spend a lot of time in isolation. You put on black and suddenly you're a Jedi Knight. <laughs> or goth, depending on your point of view. Huh. Uh, I'm actually really happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be out, out of my apartment. I wanted... Yeah, I'll bet you are. You've, <laughs> yes. been, uh, you've been homebound for a little while. Well, I got sick and then I got sick again. And then it just... Like, there's, there's been a cold snap in New York. And so it's, it's just... 
it's so on top of recovering from being sick, it's just too damn cold to go out and do anything. So I've just been in my apartment for several weeks now and I've just gotten severe cabin fever. So I'm just kind of happy to be outside and out and about. You know, speaking of the cold snap, I learned today that uh, today is the coldest day in New York City in over two years. Wow. Yes. You know, you know what else today is? Wait, wait, before I say, I just want you to just to let you know how cold it is. Weather.com currently is saying it is 18 degrees, but feels like two. <laughs> it feels like two. What's the temperature? <laughs> two. Well, I mean, I mean, that's cold for New York, but I, you know, uh, Minneapolis like regularly gets like negative 17. So, you know, I, I, I I'm not. We're, look, we're doing okay. That's look, all I'm I grew, saying. I grew up in Iowa, so oh, shit once balls. it gets below five, it doesn't really matter. I um, I remember I was I, I was on a touring show, and but we rehearsed for two weeks in Minneapolis, and uh, the average temperature there was 17 degrees below zero. It was so cold that coming from the hotel lobby to the van that would drive drive us to the rehearsal space. The mucus inside my nose would freeze. Oh, yeah. And then I would get into the car and they would all melt. Yeah. And, and I remember one day in particular, it was 10 below versus 17 below. And we're like, oh, well, this, this is fine. You I notice that you were I able to tell handle, the difference. Yeah, I could totally tell the difference. When I was a kid, we would get school canceled when there would be heavy snow days, obviously, because they couldn't run the buses. <laughs> People were snowed into their homes. There was one year I remember... School being canceled just because of temperature. Wow. But get this. It was two days in a row. It was obviously already sub-zero, the regular temperature. But then, you know, you're always having to factor in wind chill, which is, you know, winter's humidity. You have to factor that in. (laughs) Right, right. It was, I kid you not, 70 below zero with wind chill. Fuck. 70 below zero. That's some Antarctic shit right there. Oh, but anyway, as yeah. we were getting ready to say before we started talking about the weather. Today, we are recording today, January 23rd. Today is the National Pie Day. Aw, uh, happy holidays, Nelson Lugo. Aw, thank you, Schaefer. Did you celebrate National Pie Day? Uh, not yet. Uh, once I leave here, I'm going to head out and I'm going to grab me some pies. Really? And then I'm going to put my face in some pies. You didn't bring pie over to my apartment. No. To record the epic pie cast well, yeah. on National Pie Day no, yeah. with your best friend. Well, no, because I don't think to bring pie with you. You'll, I'll right. get the pie afterwards. Yeah, I'll get the pie after. Leave Schaefer behind. Right. I'll go get pie. No, see, I don't. I don't have a religion, so I don't have religious holidays, quote unquote. So the only holidays I have that come close to a religious holiday are Halloween and and National Pie Day. Right. And I like, I like, I, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, you know, whereas Halloween is this very sort of over the top boisterous sort of celebration of life and or death, depending on your point of view, Pi Day is more of a time of like self, self reflection and, and introspection and a time for me to sort of take stock of my life. And is that, is that a new euphemism for eat your feelings? Yes. Introspection. <laughs> Look, I'm open to learning things about other cultures. I would like to learn about your culture. Uh, so, all right, then tell you what, when then, then I will bring a pie and then we will, no, we it's will, too late. It's not going to we'll be break, national pie day next we'll, time you're over. We'll break pie. We'll break no, pie together. It's too late. It's, it's too late. You had a chance. It's Schaefer, over. Schaefer, Let's move on. Schaefer, it's never too late for pie. Let's move on. 
Moving on. Uh, you know what? I mean, outside of, of, of having like a really good New Year's Eve, um, not much else really happened. Like um, there were some gigs. I had some fantastic gigs. And there was a really good uh, Epic Win show at the beginning of the month. Um, what that's was that? It. Oh, it was the the new nerd review. Oh, that was a great show. I yeah. attended that. Yeah, yeah. I drank there. Uh, so did I. I drank a whole lot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, January's been a pretty pretty quiet month, uh, actually. Not a lot's been going on. Um, some weird, strange things happened. Oh. Yeah, like you know, my 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 resolution for this year is to is to uh, find a significant other to share my life with in some capacity, and so I've been sort of putting myself out there to date someone with the intent of finding someone to be a significant other. And the, an odd trend has happened. I, I would ask someone out, like I don't get subtlety. So I don't, I don't, I don't uh, um, recognize when women hit on me. You don't really do subtlety either. Yeah. I don't get subtlety and I don't do subtlety. So I often have to do that awkward co- a question of, you know, when, when a woman takes interest in me, I often have to ask them, are you hitting on me? And then quickly follow it up with, it doesn't, I mean, it's okay if you're not. I just need to know if you are hitting on me or flirting with me because I don't recognize it when it happens. And I don't want, I don't want an opportunity to pass just because I'm blind to it. And oftentimes they'll say, no, I'm not hitting. I'm just being friendly. I'm like, okay, great, good. I know where, I know where we are now. But sometimes there'll be a woman who'll say, no, I am actually flirting with you. So then I'll follow up and say, we should go have a drink. And then there'll be plans and texts and emails. And then right before we're supposed to meet, they cancel on me and not just cancel to reschedule, but cancel as if to say, you know what? I've thought about it. You know, I, I just want to keep you as a friend, which is fine. They are more within their right to change their mind. And if it happened just the once, I wouldn't think twice about it. If it happened twice, I probably, again, wouldn't take too much credit with that. But it's happened like five times now. You know, maybe what's happening is that they have some time after, after the initial And they're thinking meeting. better of it? <laughs> no, well, they're thinking better because they're thinking like, if that guy can't pick up on flirting, like you're in a well, you're in no, a, no, no, you're stop, an stop. active adult with like a showbiz lifestyle, and you live in no. New York City, and you can't pick up on certain clues like no, that. No, no, then no, maybe no. you're not going to pick up on other stuff down the road. You know? No, no, that's not true. Because once once I understand that that's what's happening, I see it. But I don't like I don't get I don't. It's the initial hurdle of picking up on that initial social cue. I've always complained that I was that guy who never got hit on ever until it, it occurred to me, what if I'm just not seeing it? Because I, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, okay, look, I am not, I, I, I'm not fucking Johnny Depp. I'm not, I'm not dropping panties, but I'm an, I'm an attractive guy. I would say I'm handsome. You know, I have a lot going for me. I'm a bit of a catch. You're it's, right. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're a good looking guy. You got a lot to offer a, a prospective romantic partner. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that in the entire time I've been socializing that I have never been hit on. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, a, I mean, yes, it's an awkward question, but it ends up working for everybody in the long run. See, I would be, and I am. Yeah. Suspect of all of that. I think you are clever and savvy enough to realize when somebody's expressing like a, a interest of affection towards you. No. And I, you no, saying no. like, oh, gosh, I have no I idea always, what's going on. No, it feels like no, a hustle. No. Also, you're a fucking con artist. You're a sideshow oh, man. Stop. You do illusion. Yeah, so it's not, all I don't trust anything. That no, you no. Do. But since but here's the thing. I, I, I kind of like I, 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 I made a Facebook or Twitter thing about it not too long ago, a few months back about 
how I don't recognize it and made some kind of pithy comment about it. And a woman who I know, I'm not going to out her. I don't want to embarrass her. Came out of the came out of like the flirt closet and said, "Yeah, I've every time I see you, I totally flirt with you, and you've never, you've never picked up on it." So yeah, so you know, so that's a disturbing trend in my life. I would like to share with you what's been going on with in uh, my romantic life, but I don't speak about that publicly. So I guess we'll move on to something else. Yes. Uh, uh, anything else happened this month other than you learned how to flirt? No, not much. I mean, literally, I've been sick. I've been right. sick almost the entire time of January. And it's just been, I'm, I'm physically exhausted. I'm weak. And um, I still have a lingering cough, but I am well on my way to being um, mending. Well, it's nice to see you back out among the living. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then I think I've seen you like a handful of times and that's, uh, I've been, I've been busy locked in my apartment, but this time working on something else. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the program. True. I've been working on a different recording project. Um, but I don't want to talk about that just yet. We'll save that. We'll wait till our guest gets here and then we'll talk about that. Fantastic. You, do you want to go to, you want to do some emails? Yeah, let's do some, uh, emails. cause I, I don't really have anything to talk about. I haven't done anything yeah. in January. I've been hanging out in my apartment. And uh, doing things that I don't want to talk about on, on this show. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, last month we uh, we put it out to the to the internet world that if you wrote us an email, it didn't matter what you said or how you said it, but as long as you wrote an email to epicpiecast at gmail that your name would be dropped into a hat and that you would be eligible for fantastic prizes. We're going to reveal the winner of that contest at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned. But we're going to go through these emails one by one. Um, hopefully, we'll have they'll have something wonderful to say and we'll have something to comment to. So I have George Q uh, wants to know what is, what's the Epic Piecast and what's it all about. I want to know what the Q stands for. I think that's a more important question. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna out his name on okay. the internet. But George Q wants to. He he just discovered the Epic Podcast and wants to know. Hey, what's this Epic Podcast and what's it all about? All right, let's pass that question. We're not. I'm not answering that. <laughs> okay. All you have to do is push play. I know. All right, moving on. That's not a question. Uh, Logan S. Um, he uh, loves the pie, uh, podcast, and he's looking to move to New York oh. uh, fairly shortly. All right. And uh, he wants to know uh, the best ways to find a New York City apartment. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know what, Logan? Uh, it's hard for New Yorkers to find a New York apartment. True. Um, and you're from out of town. And so I guess my best bet, literally my best advice to you, it's a pain in the ass and it's a lot of money. But if you, if you can swing it. Go to a realtor. Yeah. Find a reputable realtor in the neighborhood you want to live in. You got to scope out your neighborhoods. Find a good realtor in the neighborhood you want to live in, and they will do all of the grunt work for you. Yeah, I mean, resources like Craigslist aren't reliable. No, and for New York not apartments, at all. people who live here try to use Craigslist, and they just get their hearts broken all the time. Yeah, I've gotten scammed on Craigslist more times. I know so many that. people that say like, "I'm gonna find an inter- I'm gonna find an apartment through a, 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 a want ad or Craigslist, and I'm not gonna go to a broker this time." And they all end up at brokers. Yeah, and especially if you don't know the area very well, yeah, you definitely want to go to a realtor. It's gonna cost you some money, but hey, get used to it because New York City is just a giant <laughs> sinkhole for your wallet welcome to the big apple uh who do we it have it cost you a dollar just to have an idea <laughs> that's true i'm not really laughing i'm crying on the inside uh we have shaded spritter what shaded spritter or spiriter forgive me uh just wanted to say that we're awesome why thank you very much that's that's all that's all shaded spiriter has to say i i, I think you're being too kind 
Uh, I've, cause I've listened to this <laughs> and I, I just have to disagree. Uh, we have Renee L. What up Renee L. And, uh, likes the podcast a lot. Oh, she has an interesting story. She was actually at the bar that we were at at Halloween night when we were in costumes. She was there at the bar. Oh, really? She knew who you were. For, with my, my Euronymous costume? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, think, well, I think she recognized us because I think she's also a fan of Epic Win. Okay. And she did not come up and say hello to us and she regrets it. She said, she said that she was too shy and uh, thought that she might, might have been too much of a creeper if she came up to say hi. But she, she regrets it. And, uh, and I told her, I, I emailed her and I said, don't be fucking ridiculous. Don't ever let an opportunity to say hello pass up ever again, basically. Um, so, Renee, second chances. Yeah. what I'm saying. In fact, now, because you didn't want to be a creeper, now you have carte blanche to be extra creepy. So if you see either of us on the train or in Park Slope or anywhere, right. yeah, just come up and just give it your best, creep us out miserably, and then dash off into the night. And yeah, like 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 punch Schaefer in the face before you even say anything. You can you can creep me out without and punching then, me in the face. And then you can, you know, I don't know, you can just grab my ass as I'm walking down. You don't even have to get physical with this. Just You, you, can, you can be creepy without it. Don't, don't listen to Lugo. Uh, we have Scott. Scott F, uh, he hates, he's one of those people who hates, um, us. <laughs> no, he hates McFarlane, but likes Todd, Ted, he likes the movie Ted. Hmm. Um, so he kind of, so he's kind of in your camp, uh, in that regard. Um, and he says that, you, that you would be perfect for the Chris Gethart show. I don't know what that is. Oh, apparently it's a basic cable show, but he doesn't mean it as an insult. Okay. I don't None know. Taken. I don't know what this... I don't know the Chris Gethart. I don't know what that is. So I don't have a comment on that in any capacity. Well, thank you, Scott F. Um, what do we have here? We have Day of the Hippo. Day of the Hippo? Yeah. Uh, says... That's not, a, that's not a real name, is it? <laughs> it, might, it might be like a Native American name. I don't think it could be a Native American name as hippos are not native to North America. Don't be racist. Okay. Don't be racist. Okay. Shaker. I'll continue so, not doing that. <laughs> David Hippo says uh, that I am wrong for enjoying The Hobbit. You're you're wrong. Your your opinion makes you incorrect. Yes, that uh, that uh, uh, he thinks it's a large pile of donkey shit, and that I'm wrong. So, well, there it is. The, the definitive answer on The Hobbit. Uh, the internet has spoken. You know what? Uh, here's here's a here's a suggestion. <laughs> oh, should I get an apple? No, <laughs> here's a, just a suggestion for everybody. And I, I, I've been trying to do this in my life. And I think, I think um, things would, would be nicer among people if you do this. If you have an opinion about something that may be different. I like, what I like to do when I have an opinion about things now is I like to say, I didn't like that movie versus saying that movie sucks. Right. Because it's something about the, the declaration of something being bad, which you then extend to the opinions of other people that uh, contradict yours being wrong that makes you sound like a tool. <laughs> True. I get that you didn't like The Hobbit. I know a lot of people didn't like The Hobbit, but to uh, declare Lugo's opinion wrong is uh, is just not fair. Well, also, it's it's also exceedingly arrogant to think that I would care what your opinion is. We've actually already talked about it too long. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so we have Brandon L. Uh, what up, Brandon L.? He basically, he goes on and on to say that he hates the TV show Arrow. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's been noted. 
Yeah, thank you. I'm 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 glad. I'm glad. Oh, and he goes on to he goes on to like you know, he wants me he wants me to prove like to, to you know uh, defend my stance on it. And I'm like, no, I don't really have to. I like it. That's all. I that's all anyone really needs to know about it. All right. Um, Mac L uh, says that he totally listens to the podcast. Oh, thank you for listening, Mac L. Yeah. See, very simple. Very simple. Uh, what would he have here? Ooh, this is a good one. Joseph P. Joseph P. Um, he uh, he wants to apologize to you, Schaefer. What? Because he was the one who complained that Boo, I'm a Ghost was not on the free album, Junk Drawer. Uh, he wasn't the only one. Well, no, but he was one of the people. Okay. He was one of the dissenting voices who complained that Boo, Boo I'm a Ghost was not on right. there. I, went, I, I threw a bit of a fit because when I yes. gave away a free album, there, I got a few emails of people complaining that the songs that they wanted weren't on the free album. And then I threw a fit saying, like, I, it was free. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, I. All right. He, he basically he goes he he goes on to say that you know he just he really enjoys your work and he really liked that song and he was hoping that it would be on there and that that kind of thing. Also, he's the guy. I don't know if you've mentioned this on the show. Oh uh, no. Uh, you signed his cock. That's true. I did. I didn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Is do you want to tell this story? Sure. Uh, I was on tour a few years ago. Yeah. And I believe I was in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, after the show at the at the merch table at the meet and greet thing, I was autographing stuff, you know, T-shirts, CDs, some Darth Vader action figures, all the stuff that the the, the fans like to bring to the shows. And um, a young gentleman, apparently it was Joseph P. Yeah. Uh, asked me to sign his dick. And I have never been asked such a thing, nor have I since been asked, asked <laughs> such a thing. And so I was more than eager to oblige because now I have... 30 seconds of content for our podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I did. And now I remember him. So I, I re- first of all, I really appreciate uh, the, the apology. I hope you didn't take it too personally. I was, um, you know, I was a little bit at my wits end that week when I was ranting about that. Uh, but I do appreciate you um, apologizing for it. That's, that's nice. And I appreciate that at the end, you uh, giving a, for lack of a better term, face to your email. Uh, <laughs> well, he goes on to say, that he thought you signing his dick was the most hilarious thing he's ever done. His girlfriend didn't think, didn't see the humor. Oh. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you've been in her mouth. <sighs> all right. That's just too much. <laughs> that's, that's, what he, that's what he says. Thank you, Joseph P., for that trip down memory lane. Uh, Man, that, that story was so fun, and then it got all gross at the end. Yeah, well... Internet is for porn. Um, we have uh, Daryl T. Daryl T. He just loves the show. Just wanted to say he loves the show. Keep doing what we're doing. Thanks, Daryl. Uh, and then we have, oh, you're going to love this. Big Bad Shadow Man. Big Bad Shadow Man. Yeah. Um, oh, he likes it that we call out anonymous assholes. Oh? Yeah, he just loves that shit. He loves that we just we just kind of go off on anonymous dipshits uh, because nobody else is really doing it in the way that we're doing it. Apparently, he really likes that we do it that way. So thank you, Big Bad Shadow Man. Yeah, for... burn in hell, Big Bad Shadow Man. <laughs> I just called out somebody who was anonymous. Hey, look at that. Um, I didn't mean that. We have, oh, uh, Kevin W. What up, Kev? Oh, um, that might be a little too familiar. We don't know each other. I, I shouldn't probably call you Kev yet. It's not like we're cousins. 
well, what up, Kevin W. I don't I don't think he he would mind. Um, he wants to know because he hears us talk a lot about movies and video games and comic books, um, but he wants to know if we do any tabletop or any D and D. That's a great question. Uh, I don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's one of the things that uh, if somebody were to really invest the energy to try to dismantle somebody's nerd cred, which again, nerd cred's not a real thing, but if right. somebody wanted to write, really put in that energy and try to raise a case against me and take me down, well, then here's all the evidence that you need to dispute any of my <laughs> legitimacy. I have never once played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. Not one time. I have never rolled a die with more than six sides for any reason. Right. Uh, I've, 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 I just don't. I never have. Not that I have anything against it. I just never had the opportunity when I grew up in a tiny little rural town. Uh, the other misfits like me, we didn't have there, – there wasn't anybody else around to, to play D&D with. So I, right. I was never exposed to it. And by the time I got older and kind of found a community of like, like-minded like adult geeks and everybody was talking about it, I think I had I, – I felt a little self-conscious because I uh, I had never done it. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't know how to play these games and – I also, I just don't have, I, I feel like I've, I, I went past the interest. It's kind of like if you're, say, 35 years old and you've never heard Pink Floyd, it's too late. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, it's too late. You can't, you can't start getting into Pink Floyd at 35. You get into Pink Floyd when you're 16 and you discover yeah. weed. Yeah. And that's the law. And then you like Pink Floyd for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'll like Pink Floyd forever. But if I'd never heard Pink Floyd and somebody played him for me for the first time right now, I'd be like, guys, what? Also, that goes for the doors, too. Um, I have played tabletop. I have, I actually have played, uh, D and D and I played, uh, um, there was a star Wars role playing a game and there was a, there was a superhero GURPS game that I played, but I did all of that when I was like 17, like 16, 17, 18. And then I tried to do it again, like a few, like a couple of years ago because I had a girlfriend who was, who was deep into that and I, and she, she wanted me to play with her. So we had something to do in common. Um, but I just, I just couldn't really get into it. Uh, so I have played it. I don't, I don't, I mean, I haven't done it in a long ass time. So, I mean, I know what it is and I can probably play it if someone wanted to throw some dice down right now, but, uh, it's not something that I kind of, it's not my go-to nerd them. See, when you say things like throw dice down right now, it makes me think like you're playing craps in an alley and that right. I have done. Yes. Yes. Well, I've also done that as well. I, I love gambling with dice. I love gambling. I love dice in general. I have, I have a weird sort of uh, obsession with dice in general. Um, Evan L. What up, Evan L.? He wants to know, what is your favorite apple? <laughs> the, one, the most delicious apple is the one I eat while Nelson Lugo reads back internet snark. <laughs> uh, my favorite apple is, is probably the Granny Smith. Really? Yes. You like a nice tart apple? Mm. So crunchy? I'm a I'm more of a I'm more of a red delicious myself. I don't give a shit. This is about me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We have Larry F. What up, Larry F? Uh he just says uh it's good. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, that's it. That's really nice of you. I Your appreciate podcast. That. It's good. Aw. Uh Boo Bess, who I can only assume is Boo Bess we got of Burlesque. He- we got an email from Boo Bess? Yes. We got an email from Boo Bess. <laughs> what up, Boo? Um, she says, Louie is totally made for Nelson. Yep, it's true. Have you started watching it yet? No, no, no. Because I've been watching uh, The West Wing. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling so patriotic these days. Are you? 
Yeah, I kind of am because it's kind of forcing me to like wiki a lot of the shit that's going on in the show. Like I, I'm, I'm learning who all the cabinet members are. Uh-huh. You know, like the like the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Defense, and then Attorney and, General, right? And the you know, Secretary of State, exactly. All these things, like Jack Jack Lou is the Secretary of State. I didn't know that, but now I do. You know, and so it, it's I've been learning a lot about my country and how my government works. All right. Well, then I, that's good. It's unfortunate it took a television show, but I'm glad that you were learning some things about your government. Well, I already knew. I mean, I knew the basics because I went to school. You don't know the president's cabinet. Can you name the three branches of government? Oh, sh- shut up. Go All on. right, moving on. Moving on. KCM. What up, KCM? What up, KCM? That's a first shout out Lugo's thrown during all of this. That's <laughs> true. Uh, she just chimed in to say that she also loves Moonrise Kingdom. Ah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see it again. It's probably out on DVD or, or download at this point. I know. Look, I got a lot of stuff to do. That's true. You are, <laughs> you're a very busy man. And our last email uh, from this wow, cycle. You people really turned out. Thank you. Um, Robert J. Robert J. What up? Uh, he uh, he's a he's a big fan of yours. And oh, thank you. And and he's he's just now getting to know me. I guess through the podcast. And he says, getting any, to know all about you. He says, any friend of Schaefer's is certainly a friend of his. And he says, and he goes on to say, it's nice to be able to find a magician who's not a big douchebag. <laughs> True. It is so. Look, Robert, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. This is, I'm getting real with you, one on one. I hate magicians. I hate hanging out with them. I hate them on principle. They are some of the douchiest douchebags I've ever had the misfortune of ever being around. I do not hang out with them. I do not socialize with them. Uh, in fact, I go out of my way to avoid other magicians. So you know, I, ironically, you were discussing this right before we started recording tonight. That's true. You yes. Were, you were talking about your uh, disappointment in a lot of well, magicians. I mean, well, we, well, we were talking about how we should never meet our idols because if we ever met them in real life, we'll end up being disappointed by the reality of their life versus what we've made up in their head about who they are to us. Yeah. You know, but... This is more specific to like, I guess, people who I would tentatively call my colleagues. You know, these aren't people I idolize so much as, you know, these are people either my competition or people who who are working in the same field as I am. Sure. Basically. Um, and I do. And I, there are a lot of there are quite a few magicians who I know and I'm friendly with, but I just don't hang out with them. Right. I just don't do it. Because um, when I was training as an actor, the best acting advice I ever got from an acting teacher was don't hang out with bad actors because mm. you'll pick up bad habits. Ooh. So it kind of like take that metaphor all the way and it's just like don't hang out with assholes because you're just going to end up doing asshole things. You know, this is why I have nothing but white hot seething contempt <laughs> for every rapper alive. <laughs> Even all the ones I pretend to be friends with, I just hate every one of you with every fiber of my being. You poisonous cobras. Why don't you crawl back to hell? That's not true at all. No, it's it? not true. Damn you. Oh, man. I thought I'd... I love my rapper friends. Man, I was, I, was, I was about to goad you into like writing diss tracks. I'm not going to write Which diss is tracks. basically just one long rap of just a list of names. You know, I don't write, <laughs> I don't write diss tracks for the same reason that I don't. I've never played D&D. It's like it's too late. Yeah. I should have written yeah. some diss tracks early on and then, you know, had some that I could look back on and go like, ooh, I really, I'm kind of wish I hadn't written that scathing diss track about that one guy that I don't care about now. Right. Uh, I've just never written a diss track. I've been really tempted. 
Right. I kind of want to write one right now. Well, that and you're not like 18 anymore, you know. Oh, I'm certainly not. No. I'm older than that. You're much older than that. Than I'm Grandpa. a bit older than that. Um, he also wants to know, um, I mean, we talk about, we talk a lot, of, a lot about all the things that he's interested in, uh-huh. but he, but we never talk about board games. Oh, and, you know, he wants to know, he wants to know if we're board game uh, players in any capacity. Well, you are. I, mean, I am. I'm you a used to board. go, you used to go to like some board game nights with like Rita Menweep and, and yeah. Scott yeah, yeah, and yeah. Joe I, Shark. I, I, I have a small, well, I have a, I have a really decent board game collection that, yeah. that I dust off every now and again. And I love board games. Um, because, because I'm busy and everybody I know is busy. I don't get an opportunity to play as much as I would like, but I fucking love board games and I'm not talking monopoly or boggle. Fuck that shit. I mean, I'm into like the, you know, uh, the D and D games like wrath of a Chardelon and, and, uh, castle Ravencloth, uh, um, or, uh, you know, zombies or munchkins or, uh, uh, dominion, um, Hell, I just got I just inherited a Star Trek um miniatures board game from The Last Nerd of Palooza. Oh? Uh, yeah, it's like a fan was moving and he had the game and he didn't want to move it. And so he know he knows I'm a Star Trek fan. And so at Nerd of Palooza, he, he just said, Here. And he just gave me a board game. Nice. Yeah. I made like a bandit that Nerd of Palooza. There's a few groups of, of people that I know here that that have board game nights. And you being the main one. Like yeah. I remember years ago you would have them and you and uh, Joe the Shark specifically. And you yeah. would invite me to them. Yeah. And I would always, I would never go. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't because I had an aversion to board games. It's just because I would either be too busy or, um, I mean, I guess maybe I do have an aversion to board games. Not because I've, I've played a lot of them mm-hmm. in recent years, but just I always think about it like, this is going to take more than 15 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I well, have a hard time staying focused. <laughs> well, it, it depends on the game because, I mean, they're... Um, there's some wonderful like uh, uh, card games um, that don't last very long, um, but but yeah, like you know there there are certain games like um, like Risk. Uh, well, Risk, I played Risk, Risk takes takes like three days. I played Risk when I was a kid, but that's because I lived in a cornfield. Like, I, what the hell else was <laughs> was I supposed to do if, I, if our friends had sleepovers? You know? Right. You play Risk for eleven hours. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, there was this. It was called Odd Lots. I don't know if that's still a thing anymore. Um, but it was the precursor to the 99 cent store. And they would have, basically, they would buy out all of the junk inventory from other stores and then sell it at significantly reduced prices. Okay. And so I would always, every week, um, I would get an allowance and I would be able to buy like some comic books or some toys or, you know, get like an ice cream cone or something. Um, but... Oh. oh, our mystery guest has just chimed in. We're going to take a very short break. We'll be back in just a moment. Once upon a time inside the Garden of Eden, the lovely Miss Mary Sin was approached by a demon. He said, the apples on that tree you see are not to be eaten. Our hero heard the serpent's words, but she didn't believe them. So Mary scrambled up the tree and she started plucking. She ate up half the apples, half she stashed in a bucket. But the largest one she aimed toward the heavens and chucked it. Then she flashed the gods and told them all to suck it. Welcome everybody to Original Sin, the most notorious of shows in town's about to begin. The show is so hella epic, yo, it's so full of wind tonight, alright. Come on. Belly to the bar and get your whiskey or gin, and prepare to feed your eyes upon a feast full of skins. Buckle up, this fucking bumpy ride's about to begin tonight, alright. 
Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is a burlesque performer, author, fetish model, television background actor, dominatrix, GTA, and the co-producer of Epic Win Burlesque. Please welcome to the program, Mary Sin. Woohoo! Waka waka! Mary Sin, welcome to the show. Uh, uh, say hello to the internet. Hi, internet. What's up? You're, you know what I should have also included on that list? Fellow Queens resident. True. True. There's a, there's a nice Astoria, or rather Queens contingent of people. And uh, True. I've uh, been in are... Woodside for almost 10 years. Really? Wow. Yeah. Crap. That, 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 uh, you've been in Queens for about 10. I haven't. I've been in Queens since uh, 96. Wow, you're old. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Sin. Mary Sin's right. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I hate you. No, it's not true. I can't hate you. I now, hate you. Uh, Mary Sin is the co-producer of Epic Win Burlesque. When, yes. uh, when... when you stepped down, um, uh, she had already done a exceedingly successful uh, Firefly show that just was gangbusters. And based on uh, the work that she had done to that and the fact that she had been one of the founding members of of EWB, um, I invited her to st- step up, and she graciously accepted, and um, I'm the better for it. So true. Yeah. The now a large. A la- <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's not just a funny joke, you guys. No, no, no. Yes, yes, it is absolutely. Now true. you had produced a show even before Epic Win started, and a yes. show where. A lot of um, the people that I'm friends with in burlesque, I became friends with. It was sort of a, a bi-monthly hangout. Oh, that's right. It's, for it's, it's where you, it's where your your friendship with me sort of became a thing. Like we had known each other for a while, but that's where we basically solidified this bromance. Tell us about True. tell us about this show that I'm talking about. Uh, this show was called Original Sin. You wrote a song about it, so <laughs> I think a, a lot of our listeners maybe have heard tell of it. Um, it it started honestly because I was uh, too shy to ask people to book me, um, and a friend of mine knew the owner of Lucky Thirteen, and she needed something to happen on Mondays. So I was like, "Ooh, me, me, me!" And then uh, I didn't really think it through. Like I, I would have to <laughs> ask people to be in the show, and I would have to like produce it myself because uh, that shit's hard. Um, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but I really wanted to do it anyways. And, uh, I gathered together a bunch of fucking weirdos and every single week we partied our asses off and, uh, it was was pretty crazy. I think I was there the, if not, if not the second month, but like the third month you did it. Maybe. Um, and it was Donnie Vomit was your host. Yes. And, um... And that was some that was some insane shenanigans. Oh my god, it was nuts. I mean, Donnie was... hosted every single week, and like, there's only so many sideshow things you can do, and really only so many people were coming to the show. So he would just like on his way out the door grab a handful of things to just jam <laughs> into his face doing blockhead. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, but my my yeah. my favorite act to this day was something that I saw him do at that show. Which one? It was the one, well, I mean, well, Blockhead is was the... Was it the Bad the... Idea Stick? No, oh but I know God, what you're talking about. so good. The, 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 so good. the human Blockhead is when a performer basically hammers a nail into their nasal cavity. And he, he basically is pretty famous for putting all kinds of weird and random shit in his nose. He took a really long cocktail umbrella <laughs> and he said, he said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I do impressions. Would you like to see me do an impression of a Mai Tai? 
and he sticks this gigantic cocktail napkin in his nose, and then he tilts his head up and goes, "Look at me, I'm a mai tai." And then he like he shot it. <laughs> yeah, and then he blew into, it. And then he, yeah, then he shot it in the ceiling. It was it it's, the air. to this day. I still think about that act. That was fantastic. And it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. I think he did that a few times. And now, how long? How long did this, did the show run? Um, well, we ran every week for about six months, and uh, and then we quote unquote shut down. Um, but <laughs> it didn't take. What do you mean? What's that quote unquote all about? Well, uh, they told us that we weren't making enough money, and um, and we were going to have to stop the show. Uh, but th- by that time, we we developed a following, just not a, a particularly loyal one. Well, it was loyal. It just didn't come out every single week because it was every fucking week and uh and you would get so drunk that it would kind of destroy the rest of the week for you <laughs> like it would be sunday by the time you actually recovered and then you'd have to come in and get fucked up again um so yeah so people weren't coming every single week uh, but our last show uh was huge tons of people came out and uh like two days later we were named uh in the village voice best of 2006 so they asked us to come back and uh and i said i will probably die if we do it every single week so let's just do it once a month and then that went well for a few months and uh and the bartender convinced me to do it twice a month and that kept going um we were going for six years wow yeah so, some of my greatest memories, yeah, are yeah. are the stories I tell of me staying up on a Monday night <laughs> to watch this goofy burlesque show, yeah, and then getting so drunk that I stumble home at four in the morning to go to work at nine. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, an important thing to point out is that original sin wasn't just twice a month; it was two Mondays. Yeah, it was the yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It was, and and, and was, this was not like in Manhattan. This is not centrally located. Oh, this God, is no. in like, like kind of bumfuck Park Slope. Yeah, yeah. this was yeah, this was nowhere. like you went to Original Sin because you wanted to be there, yeah. not because it was convenient. No, no, yeah. no. You had to really want to go. Um, I would like to recount a lot of my favorite Original Sin memories, uh, though. <laughs> but I don't know where I keep them, them anymore. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I stopped going as frequently as I did. I couldn't handle that many devastated Tuesdays anymore. It was <laughs> mo- a Monday night original scent always was a guaranteed good time and yeah. always a guaranteed yeah. terrible Tuesday at yes. the day job. It, it was rough. Those those yeah. they were they were party nights. Those the, the, those the nights my my OC nights are probably some of the greatest memories. So yeah. some of my best New York stories yeah. come from uh, OC nights. Yeah, and, I saw some pretty. Yeah. I saw some pretty goofy stuff. I, I actually like true. I actually structured like my my work around what I called Hangover Tuesdays. Really? <laughs> yeah. You, you made sure that what you yes. had Tuesdays off following yeah. OC nights. Uh, this was after one night where I stayed at Lucky Thirteen till six thirty in the morning and had to go to work the next day. Um, and I was like, nope, never Yikes. gonna do that again. Yeah, but so here you are now. Yes. Uh, co-producer of Epic Wim Burlesque. Thank you, by the way. So, how, yeah, look, how did that how did that training work? Was there anything to translate from like running a Caligula flesh den twice a month to working with Nelson Lugo on his He Man and the Masters of the Universe shows? Well, I, I I think it's fair to say we do things a little bit differently. We uh, we plan things, which is pretty cool. Um, 
I actually, I got a co-producer on Original Sin because I was a terrible producer. Uh, Sunday would roll around. I'd be like, oh shit, I didn't cast the show for tomorrow. I have to ask people to do it like right now. Um, And you'd still always get people to do it, wouldn't you? I would. Because everybody loves doing OC. I love, as as a host, I often would talk about OC as the the host boot camp. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely oh, yeah. agree with that. I became a better host yeah. because of OC. I became the host I am today. Any, any, any moniker of success I've ever achieved as a host, I got as a direct result of hosting Original Sin. It, it was a trial by fire. It, uh, uh, yeah. Juliet Jeske once said that it was, it was like that scene in Blues Brothers where they're uh, behind the chicken wire. <laughs> <laughs> And the crowd is just throwing bottles at I, them. Yeah, I've had everything just short of having a bottle thrown at yeah. me happen. Yeah, there. we uh, we almost had a bar fight happen there between uh, one of our hosts and uh, one of the patrons. Oh my god, I was there. Oh my god, it that was, was one of the intense. most terrifying moments of, of my life. Yeah, it was Peter. It was, it was Peter Agrero who is this. For those of you who don't know who Peter Grail is, he is a large man. He's both, like both in he's in love. Huge. He's, and he's a large lover. Four. He's also a giant. Yeah. He's like he's like Hagrid. He's a big <laughs> booming voice. Yeah. Yes. He's like he's a giant of a man. He's, he's just someone you would never want to fuck with. No. At all. And and the most gentle person I have ever met sure. in my entire life. Sure. But, but if Hepler, you wanted to, he could rip your arm off yeah. and Absolutely. not even blink. Absolutely. Yeah. And this heckler thought it would be funny to call him fat. He didn't even say it to him. He like said it to one of his friends. Yeah. And Peter stops the show and says, "Say that again." Yeah. And the room is silent. Because... It just goes fucking silent. And and the guy's like, "Oh, I don't. I didn't say. I wasn't talking." To you. And Peter goes, "Say that again." God. Were you talking about some other fat fuck in here? <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to wet myself. I'm fucking terrified. But the thing is, but the but the thing is, he wasn't menacing like his voice wasn't menacing yeah it, it was actually very calm it was, it was very cool it very was collected. challenging though um and very almost matter of fact yeah and that and, that that's what made it creepier for yeah. me shut up let her finish this so yeah let me finish my story um so so the guy kind of is like oh and he like won't fucking own up to it and peter just goes oh you're a coward and yeah. moves on with the show. Yeah. And this guy, like, he'd I'd seen him there other nights, not necessarily at OC. He'd gotten violent. He did a lot of coke. Um, and he had like a group of friends with him. And so intermission rolled around. I was like, oh my god, there there's a good chance <laughs> that if Peter steps outside, they're gonna try to beat the shit out of him. And I'm looking through the crowd, like, okay, who can I count on here? in a bar fight all right he can probably hold his own i can call in this guy like it was it was bad but luckily those guys just left yeah well i think they kind of looked around the room and there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I saw that there was a lot more. Yeah. There, there were a lot more friends of Peter than there were of him. True. Basically. True. And that was a packed house too. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty good crowd that night. All right. Let's that. talk about Epic Win. Because now, now that you are the other half of my nerdy brain which is unfortunate for you because I think you're getting the raw end of the deal here. Um, <laughs> let's, 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 we, we just, we, we announced not too long ago our fourth season. Yep. Our fourth year of shows. Far it's going to be nuts. I know. Far more ambitious than nice. anything that, that I have ever taken on. Yeah. Anything you've ever taken on. Yeah. So well, why, why don't you talk to, uh, talk to the audience about um, this insanity that we have signed up for. Okay, so uh, we're doing about 42 shows. <laughs> you guys are dicks. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you guys are doing 42 shows in a year. Every time yeah. you say it, like, I just, my body kind of puckers up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, my whole My whole body just goes, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Which yeah, I, have so to, I, have, I have you to blame mostly for a lot of that's that. That's actually not true. You have yourself to blame because you were like, oh, hey, guess what? We got this this great opportunity to do a monthly show. Let's do it. Hey, we got another opportunity to do two monthly shows. Let's do that. Look, why don't you shut your face hole? Oh. All right. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Oh, God, it's so nice to hear this <laughs> and not be a part of it. <laughs> Go on, you guys. Um. But uh, but yeah, we have we were doing a lot. We're doing a, yes. and, we're, and we're kicking it off. And it's mostly your fault. Oh shit! I just had the good ideas to, that will make it all work. So you, <laughs> what's what's the um? There's a there's a scheme. There's there's three different types of shows, correct? Yes. Or is are there is there more than that? No, that's no. About there's right. pretty much three. Yeah. Um, there's the main stage shows, which are like our our you know our regular shows that we've always been doing that are big sort of. Epic productions yeah. with, you know... These are, these are the, the, the two-night runs in, yeah. a, in an actual theater. Yeah, in an actual theater with new acts and, uh, and awesome production values and all that kind of stuff. True. Um, so those we're doing four of, well, kind of five, if we count the Serenity Spectacular, but that will be even bigger. True. Um, so, okay, our, our four main stage shows. First is Epic Win the Musical, which we're all... Very psyched about. Uh, that's right. Epic win, the musical, yeah. February 15th and 16th. Gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Just gird the shit out of them. Uh, at the Tank Theater, you can go to epicwinburlesque.com for all the details. And you can find out just how much of a musical nerd Schaefer is. And <laughs> it's a lot. Like, he's a big fucking musical nerd. That's the thing I was talking about earlier. I've, I've been producing some songs for this show. Yeah, I guess I guess the cat's out of the bag. You can you can let the world in on the secret project you're working on. Yeah, true. I'm producing songs for Epic Wind Burlesque the Musical. I think we just let that cat out. Yeah, true. There it is. Awesome. All right, what else are we doing? <laughs> uh, we're doing My Little Pony, uh, oh. Stripping is Magic. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Say that again? <laughs> My Little Pony, Striptease is Magic. Striptease is Magic. I'm psyched about the show. I have a lot of really stupid ideas that I can put on stage. I'm sure you do. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
But, like, I'm concerned. This is the one show that I'm really concerned about whether or not there's an actual audience for it. I think I, there um, is. I think there is, too. Yeah? yeah? And yeah. Th- I'm excited to go to this show. I'm, I'm just excited to dress up like a pony and see how everybody else <laughs> does it. Basically, the whole show is going to be basically a tribute to pony play is, is essentially what it's going to kind be of, right that's yeah. why I, I, did you not hear me just say i'm that's i'm excited about this show <laughs> what was that, was when that, he says excited i, I did not know you're into pony play did, do you know which character you're doing uh yeah i'm doing fluttershy i don't know the characters but i just wanted to hear the pony name <laughs> <laughs> i'm making up my own pony I what is it me. do you want to know what it is no okay. i do uh bruce winnie bat pony <laughs> You jag. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we get an email about that. By the way, our email address is epicpiecast at gmail.com if you want to tell Lugo that his joke wasn't funny. Oh, or hilarious. Okay, so, uh, all right, so then there's, all right, so you've got musicals, My Little Pony. Then we are doing slash fiction. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. You so have good. A, a somewhat well known slash fic. I do. I do. Um, that you've done with Victoria Privates a number yes. of times. It is a uh, Snape and Harry act. Yes. Uh, um, commonly referred to as a snary act. Right. Yes. yes. I was giving you an opportunity to jump in there and speak the language of the community. Thank you. I guess I, this is the kind of thing that I probably probably shouldn't know. This is probably this is, this is all going to be spoilers for this show. Then it's it's fun. I mean, it, I think it's all out there. Like, I yeah. mean, we, we I have mean, a, we talk about it. We have a wish list of what we would like. I mean, we haven't formalized anything yet. Yeah. But I, I mean, what's on your wish list for this show, Maryson? Uh, well, Nasty and I are going to do a Kirk Spock act, <laughs> which you which can't... we've been talking about yeah. doing for like for years, and you uh, can't do... I am so psyched. Yeah, you, you can't do a so slash psyched. fiction show without doing no. Kirk and Spock. No, that's the original you know. slash pairing. You have to do it. Yeah, they started slash fiction. That's yeah. the you know. So you kind of. Um, and Nasty has actually read the original slash fiction about Spock and Kirk. Nice. Yeah. I'll, 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 I will find it and put a link in the show notes. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> uh, we've rendered Schaefer speechless. I'm trying to think of other. What are they? What are other? What are they? Well, there's also like there's a there's Zena and um, and Gabrielle. And Gabrielle. Oh, okay. Uh, there's um, Buffy and Willow. That Buffy might and Willow. Um, oh. There's yeah. also I mean there's tons of slash fiction out there. Yeah. Like, uh, fuck, even like Sherlock and Holmes from pretty pretty um, much Sherlock any and, and Watson from anything Sherlock. anything you can think of. Apparently, somewhere out there there is Terry Pratchett slash Neil Gaiman. <sighs> Oh, fuck it. I've even I've even I read, mean it's there. I've even read like a Batman Inspector Gadget slash fiction yeah. once, which was wait. Don't horrible. they have to exist in the no. same? No, no, no. Not you at can all. you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, they're all fiction. poorly written, and poorly is a generous. Uh, most of them are generous. So I could write like Jane Jetson Grimlock slash fic. Yes. yes. Yes, and I guarantee that you, called dibs internet. Uh, I <laughs> guarantee actually, you, somebody's already written it. That's true. Jane Jetson and Grimlock. Yeah. <laughs> He's a transformer that turns into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, and she's from the future. But yeah, Schaefer, that would actually be called crossover uh, oh. slash fic. If you if they goes from from two different um, yes. franchises or, or franchises, franchises, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Okay, what so else? there's that's a slash fic show, and then there's uh, there's the Serenity Spectacular, um, which is gonna be crazy. All right, tell us about the Serenity Spectacular. Okay, well, first, well, well I'll, I'll to give the audience a backstory. Well, you up, originally, when you first started producing with Lugo, you produced a show. Yes. A Firefly-themed burlesque show. Yes. Your sh- burlesque show made me a fan of 
Firefly. I hadn't seen it before, and after going to the show, and again, seeing the passion from the, the performers as well as the passion from the audience members made me realize, like, oh, it's probably about time I finally started watching the show to find out what this orange knit hat is all about. And then you got obsessed. And I lost it. I spent a large part of last spring just uh, in uh, on that ship. Yeah. So now you're going to do the Serenity Spectacular. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a longer show. Uh, it's going to have... Um, my wish list is about 10 acts, I think, um, cause there were people that wanted to do the show originally, but they couldn't because of scheduling conflicts. Um, but they had really great act ideas. So I wanted to put them all together. Uh, I want to have live music. Um, I want to have group numbers. I want to have like a concert after the show. Like I want this to take over a giant bar. Yeah. And, 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 and eat everybody's night. Uh, I think that's it for the mainstay shows. No, because oh. we have our Tim Burton tribute in October. That's right. In October. Our spooky yes. Halloween show. I, I'm, I'm actually really excited about that one. Are you Me too? You should host as Big Fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Please do that. Please do that. I, Okay, I don't really know yes. that's... All right, done. Confirmed. Done deal. Awesome. I don't, I, I'll don't. i have to watch the movie again. I actually liked Big Fish. Me too. I liked it I thought a lot. it was good. Um, that's the one I'm really excited about because uh, the Tim Burton tribute was something that I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. but somebody who shall rename Nameless, Schaefer the Dark He's One... pointing at Schaefer. Uh, ...didn't want to do it because, meh, eh, I'm not good. It doesn't excite me. Meh. I love Tim Burton movies. I don't think I ever said that. I think I came up with a different excuse. Yeah, like that, that doesn't excite me. That was the excuse I used for everything else. Oh, I see. I don't know what my excuse was for Tim Burton. I don't actually think you ever pitched that. I think you're trying to steal my no, idea. No, no, like no. Like the no. time I stole one of her ideas. You know, yeah. one of the one of the reasons I love working with Mary is that there's an infinitely less amount of no. That's true. <laughs> like, like literally. In the ideas I pitched with you, I would be lucky if you just begrudgingly ex- like considered one idea out of a hundred. With Mary, she like <laughs> she only says no to really like the really sheer stupid stupidity ideas. Like that really comes out of my stupid mouth. ideas. When you were like, <laughs> I want to do a Hot Wheels show. Right. Hey, how about a tribute <laughs> to He-Man, the Masters of the Universe? She'll just calmly she she won't even say no right away. She'll calmly think about it. And then give me that, 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 she's doing it right now. She's giving me a face. What, like, what's, what's, she's like, I don't she's know like, if I can do she's it like, now mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you're adorable. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to turn that down. I don't see the commercial value in that, but you know what? Thank you so much for the, for the, for the idea. Now you have a much I'm better bedside manner than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mine just, was, mine I just was always say like, Nelson, that's stupid to myself. <laughs> right. I, I would just. You just flat out go, no, we're not doing that. No, no. You're a fool and your ideas have no value. <laughs> yeah, I would get that a lot. And I wish 500 yes. years of suffering upon you and your family. That's, that's more rare, actually. That's more rare occurrence. All right, what else? What else? <laughs> that's all of our main stage shows. Right. Then we have uh, the Arbar shows. Right. Uh, Arbar shows, uh, which is the New Nerd Review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek Boys Burlesque, yep. which is the all-male review. And then your lovely wild card. <laughs> I want you all to have that in your mind. Okay, you wait, say it again. What's your show? Wild card. <laughs> and I'll I'll do the gestures. She's too. doing Please jazz do. hands yeah. too. Please do. <laughs> or you can uh, pr- pretend to be lighting something on fire. 
Oh, that's, because you're just you're other. just a loose cannon. And yeah. what exactly is? I mean, obviously they know what the new nerd review is yeah. and the Greek boy. Because yeah, I you, talked about you've it. Talked here. about them. What's the wild card show? Uh, the wild card show is sort of anything nerdy goes. Um, I mean, there are going to be just acts that we've already done for Epic Win, but there's also going to be people doing stuff that's just not going to be in a show. Like we're not going to do. A sucker punch show, no. but I love sucker punch. We're so, never gonna do a sucker punch show. so much. Mary, you're well known <laughs> for your love of sucker punch, and and the internet comes at you all the time when Fuck you all of them when you profess <laughs> your love, your your passionate, shameless love for sucker punch. They all come after you, and I, I know will defend it with my dying breath. I. I, I I respect the shit out of that. Thank you. Um, uh, so you've wanted to do a sucker punch number, and then yes. uh, here's here's a great this a yes. show like the wild card show is perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah basically, it's it's an opportunity to do all of those acts that don't really belong. Anywhere. Unless you did yeah. a Zack Snyder show, <laughs> that's not gonna. Happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't that's like that idea. Not gonna happen either. But <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited for this. Uh, Me too. Because I I think because I think there needs to be a place for all of this. Yeah. Sort of you know, uneasily, uneasily placeable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I, I wanted to bring in a little bit of OC to, uh, nice to Epic nice. Win. Is that the wild and wild card? Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm encouraging people to, to do stuff that's weird and stuff that takes risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and to fuck with Nelson Lugo. It's, it's actually in the details email now. I'm like, let me know if you have any questions or concerns or ideas on how to fuck with Nelson Lugo. Yay. Because we've got a, well, <laughs> I'm actually our, our, our community now. over the years has, has brainstormed up a huge list of yeah, and like tested like, what works, yeah. what doesn't yeah. work. I'm actually hoping for something kind of like uh, the episode of Sports Night where, where Danny has a uh, writer's block and Natalie just keeps throwing water in his face <laughs> and like coming up behind him with an air horn and shit. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, but we'll also have girls uh, go-go dancing after the show. Oh, that's become um, a new staple of the Epic Win shows uh, at, at our bar. bar. Well, at yes. our bar, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, that stage has two poles. The space actually has four poles. Oh, right. So um, Theoretically, we could have four go-go dancers. We could. Yeah. Or theory. three go-go dancers and a firefighter. <laughs> we could also have that. Yeah. And uh, uh, and people in the audience are, are welcome to... Uh, Join in. Oh, really? You're, you're you're inviting uh, uh, audience members to Ooh, join. It yeah. is like OC. It is like OC. OC. Yeah. Uh, for the record, it was a this this little dive metal bar. Lucky Thirteen had a had a pole on the bar, and there would be go go dancing after the after the burlesque show. And it was kind of notorious for um, civilians. Yeah, uh, it got so notorious that people would make sure to wear their cute underwear right. to Original Sin. I actually was talking to uh, right. Amelia Bearparts the other day, and we were going to a, a show at Arbar, and she was like, "I, you know, I thought I'm going to a show. Maybe I should put on some cute undies." And then I remembered it's not OC, and I got a little bit sad. Aww. So, um, I remember there was a roll of electrical tape behind the bar just in case someone wanted to go topless. Yeah, pretty much. Because huh. yeah. because girls would be like, "Oh, I don't. I'm not wearing a bra." Or, there was one time when Danger Doll was like, I'm not wearing anything. We were like, well, uh, I don't know. And she was like, wait, I've got a roll of duct tape in my car. <laughs> and she like fashioned a duct tape G-string. Oh, that's right. And like, that's and pasties. Right. And she like, she, I think she She's had like a, like that. yeah, she had like a duct tape garter belt because we, there was nowhere to actually put the dollars 
in her underwear because it was god i missed that shit. that was so oc fun. that's what yeah. that's what y'all missed <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm I'm, at, I'm really excited to to have a a oc flavor to the r bar shows me too yeah yeah, specifically Wildcard, because I think yeah. that show more than the other two kind of yeah. really lends itself to that kind of insane Definitely. kind of party atmosphere. I mean, it's never going to be OC. You're never going to have no, yeah, that yeah. slight feeling that maybe someone might try to stab you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there was always like everything, like all of the fun, the wild stuff at OC was always, it was always flavored with like a tiny bit of danger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think that, that that little air of like, if things go wrong, uh, some like, bar stools may be thrown. Well, because, so I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be fair here. I mean, Lucky 13 is a horror-themed metal bar. Yeah. yeah. And it attracted and it's, it's not the fake. kind of like, clientele yeah. that you would expect yeah. in a horror-themed metal bar. Yes. It's also where I shot my music video for The Bender. Yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, Was that a little pop-up video moment there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to think that that air of danger sort of reminded people of their mortality and it... it you know, prompted them to party a little bit harder. I, I definitely feared for my life once. Yeah. At least once yeah. while I was there. Yeah. Epic wind shows are safer because it's generally yes. nerds. Yeah, you know, there are not... there aren't a lot of bikers coming to Epic Wind no, shows. It's a lot of like comic book enthusiasts yeah. and, you know, medical researchers. Yeah. Basically. But it'll still be a buttload of fun. Yeah, buttload of fun. Uh, uh so then we have the New York double feature shows. Um, right at the New Yorican Poets Cafe. Love that venue. It's a great venue. It's cool. Um, yeah, so uh, basically we are doing two shows back to back, one at eight, one at ten, I believe. Uh, one at seven and one at okay. ten. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of them are going to be repeats of our old shows. You can come see shows that you loved or shows that you missed. Um, and some of them are going to be uh ideas we had for shows that we really liked but were a little they weren't as commercially viable i guess um and some of them are nelson's stupid ideas yeah (laughs) wait are those two things synonyms no often um but like nelson didn't believe that xena was going to have a a draw so well no no i didn't think xena had a two-night draw all right, so I compromised and said yes. we could do it as a one-off. Yes. What do, you, what do you now on the double feature night? What are you pairing Xena with? Uh, I think it's Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. It's Xena and Futurama. Wow, you guys are <laughs> you guys are dicks. <laughs> well, I kind of like I kind of like the idea of something being like high fantasy in the ancient past versus something you know, versus like a stupid futuristic show. I like the dichotomy of that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know. I know that the first one of these that you're doing is next month when you're doing video games and comic books. Yes. Word. Yep. Yeah. Uh, video psyched. games was the very, very first show. Ep- the very first. The epic very win first show. epic win show was video game vixens, and so we're going back to our roots. I'm hosting the video game show. Yay! You're hosting the comic book show. I'm hosting Yay! the comic book show. What are some of the other double features? Because I they make me excited. Uh, well, we have uh, Batman. Uh, we're doing a, a Batman show, and right. then we're following that up with an all. Harley Quinn. That's right. All Harley Quinn acts. All every act is a Harley Quinn act. This show has All. more Harley Quinn acts than your uh, Batman. Stop. For less, Just uh, show. stop. Stop. What else? What, what are what are the other pairings? Uh, well, we're doing Star Trek and Star Wars. Yes, we're not versus this time. No, no, no. no. We're going to do shows. an entire Star we're Trek show. Going and to an versus, we're never going to do versus show. shows anymore ever. Because you're not. Never say never. <laughs> Mary's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we'll never do Star Wars versus Star Trek anymore, though. 
good you did it like six times yeah that's true yeah uh what are we pairing with the twilight zone hitchcock show oh crap uh harry potter i think oh yeah yeah harry potter and then a twilight zone hitchcock yes um then a couple others that that, um, i've written down somewhere but don't know off the top of my head can i play rod serling yeah imagine if you will (laughs) i was actually in a play where i had to play rod serling really everybody had to play rod serling in the, in the same play? Yeah. Um, we were doing, uh, I don't know if you know David Ives' All in the Timing. No. Um, it, it was, it was a, a bunch of short plays all by the same guy that, you, that people would put together uh, called All in the Timing. Um, it was incredibly popular in the 90s and then just kind of disappeared. Nobody's really done it since. Well, I guess maybe a few people, but whatever. Um, so we, we wrote little like intros between each well, the director wrote uh, intros between each bit uh, that were like Rod Serling bits. <laughs> so everybody in the cast yeah. had to take a turn introing one of the bits. Yeah. And did you all, you're, so you're all doing Rod Serling impressions? Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually very clever were and you, very you, pretentious at the same time. Were you time. all it was, smoking? It was pretty, yeah. Well, we were all pretending to smoke because we were all teenagers. Right. Because um, I was in high school. Um, but yeah, at the very beginning, we all came in dressed as Rod Serling and we did this sort of like, introduction like in it was nuts it was like a greek chorus of rod serling's pretty much yeah (laughs) great and that lets me know then i I, and you can don't correct me if i'm wrong but when we did the sci the sci-fi tv show then i know that that bit that i did played to at least one person it did oh yeah yeah you did well more than one well at least one at least one that's what i'm shooting for oh i see um and then (laughs) science helped me (laughs) The Nerdlesque Festival. Yes. Tell us about that, Maryson, because I, I want to watch so Nelson Lugo psyched. have a stroke. <laughs> uh, which is really funny because this is definitely all Nelson's idea. Um, and the only blame I can take is really that I said, yeah, let's do that. No, no, no. no, 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 no let's you know what I blame that. you for? Okay. This is what I blame you for what? specifically. What? You not talking me out of it. Yeah, see? I'm not... Because if I had come to no. Schaefer and said, hey, let's do a three-day... Nerdy burlesque festival. You know what he would have said? How's a better idea? Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he would have said. That's true. But I think he would have been wrong because I think this is a really good idea. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of work. And I know that you're lazy and you're scared of it. But... <laughs> oh, no. She's on to me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I think if you, you know, butch up a little... Um, and, and take it on I think it'll be a really great weekend I think this is a perfect opportunity to segue into some of your more colorful careers oh please do uh, uh, because I, 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 think, I think we've exhausted the season yeah um, I would love to talk about because you've also been you've been a, a professional dominatrix yes you are also a GTA. Yes. Which has nothing to do with the video game. Oddly Not enough. Not at all. No. You don't shoot hookers and sell no. drugs. We're pretty at least, against that. At least one audience member when I was doing that intro was like, GTA? <laughs> and thought maybe that you played competitively. <laughs> You're a competitive Grand Theft Auto player. I hope that's a thing. No. I, no. I, I, I swear to all that is good in this world, I hope it's not a thing. All right. Actually. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your experiences with it being a pro dominatrix. Oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I was a pro for about two years um, at a house, and then I kind of, uh, well, my house was raided and uh, I became an independent Dom. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I can't imagine that this is something that you stumble into out of high school. 
Wow. So, like, were you were you introduced to it? Was this something that you wanted to do? Were you approached? I mean, um, I'd thought about it for a while. I'd been in the kink scene since I was about nineteen. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, I I I knew my way around the S and M, and I was I was at a BDSM event uh, called Test Fest um, years and years ago, and I ran into somebody that I knew from college who was working at this, uh, this pro dom house. And she was like, Oh my God, you would be so great at it. Um, and I just had a a really shitty job. So I was like, well, I could use some more money and I really like kink. Let's see if this is something that I want to do. So I, I went in for the interview. I thought if it was in any way creepy, I would leave. And it wasn't creepy. It was actually really great. It was a, a great group of people to work with. Um, most of the clients were, really really wonderful um and i i treasure most of my experiences there i i I don't want to call you out but what is the single weirdest thing (laughs) that you have ever done that you can talk about maybe Um, maybe go with like the seventh weirdest no 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 i want to know i want to know the like when you talk about oh man i've had some weird things like literally what's the first thing on the list that comes to mind um there's kind of two, but one of them was was more personal. That was like, I didn't get paid to do that. That was just fun. Um, <laughs> uh, should I tell that story anyways? I don't... It's up to you. So okay. whatever you're comfortable talking about. Well, uh, we'll start with this one and then I can move on to the more professional story. Um, so two of my friends uh, were really into cheese believe it or not. Wait, like, the food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the food. The milk product. Yes. Okay. Um, like, they started talking because uh, one of them had, had made a post about her cheese tattoo, and they started talking about, like, how much they love cheese. Uh, I swear to God, this okay. became a thing. Okay. It became so much of a thing that uh, apparently it, it entered into their lovemaking. We'll say cheese became a part of it. When you say entered... <laughs> Lugo, <laughs> let her tell the story. <laughs> Um, so once again, this was at Test Fest. I've had some great times at that event. Um, uh, the, the male portion of this couple said, Hey, I want to do this scene. Um, and it's all going to be like, it's kind of going to be an abduction scene, but it's mostly just going to be torturing her with cheese. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that is so awesome. And so crazy. I want to just be a part of this. How do you torture with cheese? Well, um, you know, mostly they were really into very good cheese, you would imagine. Sure. Uh, the expensive stuff, the really tasty stuff. So uh, we kidnapped her, we tied her to the bed, um, and then, like, covered her with, like, that, that nacho cheese spread. Stuff, <laughs> like, that really gross. Orange. Like, yeah, yeah, orange nacho <laughs> cheese spread. And then we had, like, those... Uh, those like craft American singles and we were just like throwing them on her <laughs> and they stuck because of the um the nacho cheese spread uh at some point like a block of cheddar was kind of carved into a dildo um yeah wow okay yeah it was pretty crazy <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and uh you know everybody had a good time they had a fantastic time, <laughs> and uh, and I, I don't know. I, I love seeing people happy. I kind of want cheese now. That, was, that's, <laughs> that is to date the best story that's been told on the podcast. <laughs> Hands down. 
Thank you. Uh, wait, so what's the second one? Okay, so the second one, this was actually uh, when I was a Dom. And uh, it, it was a, a normal summer day, just hanging out and... Um, <laughs> And hanging out in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I like I like hanging you out in the, the dungeon. It's just, it's just everything's yeah. serene, <laughs> cool. Yeah, normal every you know, day. Sunlight reflecting yeah. off the chains and the and the whips and the in the dungeon. No, we didn't really have any windows. Um, nice. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the the phone girl says, uh, "Hey, Coraline, um, do you do sweater fetish?" And I was like, "I don't know. What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> And she kind of like talked to him a little bit more. She's like, oh, apparently it's just wearing sweaters. Is that is that cool with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds awesome. I don't know how it's going to work, but like part half of being a dom is just giving it the old college try. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Um, and so he comes in. He's actually like, he's kind of cute and nerdy. And, and, uh, and I go in in my little... You know, in my Dom outfit, like a little bra and panties or whatever. And and he like he doesn't even notice. Like I I usually look pretty good in uh in a bra and panties, I like to say. I like we, to think. we can we can both confirm that. I, yes, that that is a an emphatic yes. And like this gets no reaction from him whatsoever. He just goes, Oh here, can you put this on? And he gives me a sweater, like a full like yellow grandma sweater. And a sweater skirt, which I had never heard of or seen before or since, that literally went from like waist to my ankles, just a just knitted wool. Um, so I, I go in back and I change, and and one of the girls goes, "What? What is this? Is this like grandma fetish?" I'm like, "No, this is so much weirder than grandma fetish." <laughs> I'm really psyched about this. Grandma fetish sounds that sounds pretty middle of the road, really. That doesn't yeah. really sound like that's necessarily. It's just that an older strange. woman, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it, it wasn't. It's not something you generally go to a pro dom house for because a 25 year old is is pretty old at a pro dom house. Um, but yeah, I, it's not that weird um, or uncommon, right. I guess. Um, so anyway, so I go back into the room, and he's. He's wearing a sweater. He has a sweater on his legs, like his his legs are through the armholes, and it's pulled all the way up to his waist. So he's like head to toe sweaters, and there's like sw- sweaters dangling out of the the neck hole on the sweater that uh, he's wearing on his legs. So I can tell that there are sweaters like wrapped around his junk, and he also had one like wrapped around his face. I think. Um, Wait, did, did he dress himself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he is just happy as a pig in shit. He, like, it's the middle of August. He's sweating like Elvis, but he is so fucking happy. Um, And, like, he had, there were a couple other things he was into, so I, like, I had him, like, tied up and was, was, like, playing with his nipples and stuff. And he's just, like, he's loving every second of it. And he's so excited about that, like, I'm getting turned on by this just because he's so into it because fetishes are awesome. They have, like, a sex button, basically. It's one, one little thing that's, like, completely normal to most people people right. will just turn them the fuck on. And it's amazing. I don't know how this guy makes it through a winter uh, without just <laughs> jizzing constantly because he was so fucking excited. And then he was uh, he was into public humiliation. So I like ran back into the office and was like, guys, you got to come check this out. <laughs> and so they all come like running in and they're like, 
really? <laughs> really? This this is what's going on? And he loved every second of it. And um, and it made everything kind of wholesome, too. Like, uh, you know, I would do face sitting, but it was always, it would get weird sometimes because guys would kind of like try to lick you or do something, you know, not kosher. And uh, and this time I didn't care because there's like a, a quarter inch of sweater between my ass and his face. So I don't care what the fuck he's doing. I'm like, go hog wild, buddy. This is great. I'm wearing fucking sweater over my ass. Um, and so uh, we're nearing the end of the session. And the, the way that he uh, masturbated in this sweater uh, getup was he was like lying on the floor and kind of humping the ground and sort of friction was doing its thing. So I'm like, I'm on top of him. I'm like smothering him with my tits covered in sweater again. And, um, (laughs) and the door opens and my, my boss thought that nobody was in the room. The door opens and my boss like comes in (laughs) and normally like this, this does happen in, in dumb houses. Like you accidentally walk in on people, but you get, you get kind of used to it and you get really good at just like, oops, and closing the door. Um, but he just stopped thinking for an entire, like, ten seconds. He just, like, opened the door and just stopped, (laughs) stock still, just like, what in the name of God is going on here? And, uh, and luckily, uh, my client didn't, didn't notice. I just kind of, like, gave a little wave and, and my, the, the dungeon owner was like, I, what? Okay, sorry. And and leaves and uh and after uh after the session was done and, and I'd seen the guy out, my boss just came up to me and he has seen everything. Right? He is yeah. He's he's been involved in scenes where he's like fucking his girlfriend and some random dude is standing underneath <laughs> them master like this is not a guy who is easily shocked, but he saw this and was like, What in the Sam Hill just happened? <laughs> And that that was really that was a shining moment. Oh, it was fun. So good. It was it was very enjoyable. Hey there, podcast listeners. You didn't think you'd hear that today, did you? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I I guess it's fitting that we told that story on the coldest day in New York City in two years because people true. are bundled up in their sweaters. Also, oh God, I think it's, it's appropriate we told it on National Pie Day. You just wanted to talk about Pie Day. Though. I do. I do want to talk about Pie Day. Uh, next year, I want to do a show on Pi Day. All You're right. doing one this year on Pi Day. No, this is a podcast. I want to do like a show, oh, like a celebration, oh, like a and all the show. acts are going to be about Pi. Shut up. <laughs> all right, one last. I can yeah. do my my Thanksgiving act, and where I can finally See? get together a pumpkin pie merkin. There you go, pumpkin pie merkin. Yeah, real pumpkins. Maybe. Nice. If you're good. That's not a thing I can promise. <laughs> I just want to go on record by saying, Mary Sin, yeah. you're my favorite. Aw, Oh, you guys. It's true. They're so, you guys are a good team. Thanks. So when I was reading your credits at the beginning yes. and, and your, your, yes. your various, uh, the various hats that you wear, one of them was GTA. We didn't really get to addressing that That's yet. That's true. She's a professional Grand Theft Auto player. I thought no, we were no. going that, No, actually. we never really got to the actual answer. We made the Grand Theft Auto joke. So now we've made it twice. Yeah. Good job, Nelson. Just in case anybody like walked out of the room to, like do some <laughs> dishes while they were listening to this. Some people do. Mary, what is a GTA? 
Um, a GTA is a gynecological teaching assistant. Uh, what I do is I teach uh, medical students how to give breast and pelvic exams, um, and I walk them through the whole process using my own body as a teaching tool, basically. Um, so I teach, I show them how to insert the speculum, and then I have them practice it on me, um, and, and other things like that. Um, it's actually really cool. I mean, it's obviously not the job for everybody, but um, I feel like I'm doing really good work in teaching these students how to give uh, an exam um, and not make their patient uncomfortable, you know, make them feel as uh, as empowered and educated and uh, not violated as possible because there's few things worse than a bad visit to the gynecologist. Oh, is, this, is this a uh, relatively new it is. Uh, field or profession? Because it seems like years ago that this probably didn't exist and that there were yes. more unpleasant experiences at the gynecologist. Yes. I yeah, because um, I normally, I mean, when I normally think of, of doctors and their training, like having a live person be sort of like the model or the teaching tool was just never really something that I ever really thought about. Like I, yeah. to me, I guess the, the old model is that they learn by doing it on actual patients who are, who are seeking the help as, as they mm. need it. Uh, you know? Not always. Sometimes they learn on corpses. Sometimes they learn on unconscious people, oh. which is what's super creepy. What? Yeah. Like, 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 like coma patients? Or? No, like uh, people who have been put under anesthesia for surgery. And they just take that opportunity to yes. do a little exploratory training? Yes. Wait, this doesn't still Wait, happen. Wait, is that legal? Does, it... Does the patient know that that's happening? Not always. Please and... tell me that's not done anymore. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, God. Which is one of the Wait, reasons. Isn't that molestation? That's not teaching. <laughs> that's not an opportunity to learn something. That's No, I mean, it's 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 not done so they can get their sexual jollies. It's done so they can learn. But I personally find it to be pretty damn creepy. And that's one of the things that I like about being a GTA is that um, I know that I am uh, saving other people from that experience. Right. Because yeah. you're making the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like knowing the initials. I like, I like when, uh, uh, a GTA uh, better than the other way you described it earlier. Professional vagina. Better than professional <laughs> vagina. But that sounds so much funnier. Uh it, it does, but <laughs> it, no. it is perhaps misleading. It is exceedingly misleading. Yes. Well, um, I think I think that's it. Other than uh, you're awesome. Thank you. Um, are there, you have a, you have and you also you have a, a blog, right? I have a few actually. Goodness, yeah. You have. Uh, oh, please tell me. I'm going to screw up the names. But what are they? Um, well, there's my live journal that I don't post in terribly often, but that, that's sort of my personal journal. Um, that's sadistic serif at live journal, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, cause yeah, I'm a great big dork and I've been on there for like 10 years. Live um, journal. Yeah. It's like having a Yahoo email account. Which I also She also have. has a Yahoo email account. <laughs> 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 um, my other blogs, uh, I have an erotica blog um, for the weird sex stories I write um, called Sexlexia, which is a Futurama reference. I know. And um, there's also my um, burlesque art creative blog called Definitely Not Dita. Nice. 
I like I, I like definitely not Dita. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's got I like, like it's one. got like step by step like pictures processes of watching you like design costumes. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, and yeah. also it's just got like I mean your your thought piece on where you defend nerdlesque. Thank you. Is yeah. on there, yeah. and I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful read. Thanks. Um, so and and I will put all these links in the show notes. Please um, do. Is there anything that you personally want to plug that's not Epic Win Burlesque? Yes. Uh, I'm doing my own sideshow, or not sideshow, but uh, my own side project um, that is a Shakespeare burlesque show. Um, that's a li- it's even a little too crazy for Epic Win uh, because it's not just going to be burlesque, it's going to be burlesque performers doing Shakespeare monologues and scenes um and incorporating burlesque into them you're such a dick (laughs) i am such a shakespeare nerd uh yeah yeah and i i think it's going to be a really fantastic show oh well i'm I'm certainly looking forward to it thank you uh anything else i actually will have um a written version of my sweater fetish story in a book that's coming out I, i hope this year um God, it's the follow-up to Hose Hookers, Call Girls, and Rent Boys. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. It's like Pimps John's something. I don't know. Um, but it's uh, it's a really fantastic book. Uh, it's an anthology of stories from sex workers of all kinds. Um, and yeah, look for it. Pick it up. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mary Sin, thank you so much for being on our program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Once again, we would like to thank Mary Sin for being our guest on the program this month. And for more information about her, please visit MissMarySin.com or check out all of the links in the show notes. Yeah, Miss Mary Sin. That Mary Sin, she's way cooler than you, Lugo. <laughs> she's delightful. So I know we uh, promised we promised one of you prizes. We did. We, we promised, but you've been so patient. Uh, it is now time to draw the winning person Who's going to be getting a? Uh, do we do we announce the prizes? First of all, nobody's been patient. They got to hear that sweater story. That's true. So I'm gonna, you I'm already gonna, were rewarded for just even listening. I've I've heard that story a number of times, and it just keeps getting better. Uh, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. All of your names are in a hat. Schaefer is gonna draw your name out of a hat, <gasps> and uh, the prizes With are. Great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the prizes are a signed Schaefer the Dark Lord CD. Nobody cares. A signed Schaefer the Dark Lord sticker. I care even less about that. Uh, you're gonna get uh, a couple of comic books from my own personal collection. Oh joy. And a mystery prize. <gasps> Now you're talking. Yeah, all I... of this. So uh, um, when, once, the, once the name is revealed, um, I will email you and I will get all of your shipping details and uh, we will send it to you toot sweet. Schaefer. Yes, Nelson? Please draw a name from the hat. The hat that has all of the names and or aliases. Uh, I hope I don't draw the name of the guy who called me a dick. <laughs> I hope, you know what? I hope the guy who said that, you know, my love of the Hobbit, Hobbit is wrong. I hope he dies in a fire, but I really hope he wins. So, you, you want to get the paper? Look, only like, like twelve people listen to this. Don't wish death upon any of them. Just one. You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? That's potential. Uh, That's uh, opportunity. Success. It's a knocking. All right, do it. Do it. Who? Who is it? Who is it? And the winner is 
Renee L. Renee L. Renee L. wrote to us. She's actually local, and she happened to be at the bar where we celebrated Miss Mary Sin's birthday on Halloween and recognized us. And she was too shy to come and say hello. Well, guess what, Renee L.? You have won some uh, fabulous prizes. From the Epic Pie Cast. Thank you so much for playing along. Uh, you know what? This was fun. I want to do another contest. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. All right. So here's here's a different thing. Let's do an assignment. Let's do something a little more uh, uh, quirky. Um, Don't say pictures of their junk. No, 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 no. It's gonna be February, right? Yeah. So I want I want a I want a haiku that's either celebrating love. Or demonizing it. Ooh, so we won't be draw. Are we going to still draw, or are we going to like just pick the one we like? We'll, the we'll best? pick the one we like the best. Oh, I like this. This actually relies on merit and not chance. Exactly. So it, here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to do a huge, huge prize in February. We're not going to reveal it, but uh, you're basically we're, we're going to send you a box full of stuff. So here's what we're going to do for February. Send us before the next podcast, which is we usually record like the last week or the second to last week. So we have now until our next podcast to send us a haiku that is either a celebration of love or demonizing love. And it's got to be an actual haiku. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Look it up. Email us at epicpiecast at gmail.com. Send us your haikus or your love mail or your hate mail. We'll read it all. We might even respond if we like you. Chances are we won't. Do not forget to check us out on February 2nd, right out of the gate, right inside February, the Wild Card Show. Also, don't forget to come see Epic Win Burlesque's double feature at the Norican Poets Cafe on Saturday, February 9th, when we present video games and comic books. And also, don't forget to come see Epic Win Burlesque at the Tank Theater Friday, February 15th, and Saturday, February 16th, when we present Epic Win Burlesque, the musical. And I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we are done. Uh, I grow weary of this world. So this has been episode six of the Epic Piecast. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. The Epic Piecast is brought to you by Nerdy Show. All programming on the Nerdy Show Network is listener-supported. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button. Even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. For more episodes of the Epic Piecasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes Store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest Nerdy Show news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.